Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Let's talk basics. Our reading today comes from Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It is easy to overlook basics. Let me get basic. <laughs> Imagine you work from home. You are on an, you are in an important position at work. Let's say you are close to the top of the management team. You have an important weekend retreat scheduled for this weekend. Everything is set for what is going to be a critical meeting. You get up early this morning to fine-tune a document that you have been working on for weeks that is the main part of your presentation later on in the day. You turn your computer on and a light comes on, but in a flash, the screen goes blank. Now, mind you, I'm no computer expert, so see with me as I tell you this story. Your laptop is not working. Now, before you organized professional critic have anything to say, let me make this clear that the person who is dealing with this thing is dealing with reality. You call the technology guru at your workplace and he does a remote diagnosis and tells you that your device has been shot and you won't be able to retrieve the document that you created and even where it has been saved, that part of the machine is corrupt. What? How can this be? This has never happened to me before. Your laptop has always been faithful. You hit the power button each time and it works. It does what you want it to do. What do you do? Thankfully, this is fiction, but here's what you are going to do. Let us talk about something basic. Let us talk about mercy. I reckon that many of us, including you, we know what mercy is, and we glibly mention it in our daily prayer, but do we really know what mercy is? I'm sure you can't define mercy. Everybody can. But just in case you're having a brain fog this today, this day, let me refresh your memory. Let's start here. We will look back at the life of one of our favorite Bible characters, David, no less. And let us once again look at his infamous sins of adultery mixed with murder. David, the man after God's own heart, has sinned egregiously. As we go into this review, let us hold on to a God principle. In Proverbs 28 verse 13, we read, He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Got it? When Nathan the good prophet came to David and covers a sin that not even Nathan was supposed to know, David knew that he was in deep, deep trouble with God. David knew that such sins carry a heavy penalty in God's legal system. There is no way out for me. Oh, there is. And David went straight for that lifeline. David prayed and he did not even start by buttering up God like some of us do. In tears and remorse, David threw himself at God's feet. Have mercy upon me, O God, and according to your loving kindness, according to the multitudes of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Did you hear that? The king begging God for mercy. 
You see, mercy is a critical component of the love of God for you and for me. It is not required of God. It is not mandated. It just is. Mercy is God's decision. Mercy is not what we deserve. David was in trouble, my friend. The king of a nation was in deep trouble for a moral sin that he had committed and certainly admitted that it was entirely his sinful fault. He did not try to cover it up. He did not blame the woman. He did not deny it to Nathan. David stood before God, the righteous judge, knowing that his punishment was going to be harsh, and he bared his royal soul and begged God for mercy. That is what God does. He says that if you confess your errors, you will experience mercy. What do we have here? Mercy versus punishment. Which one do you deserve? Which one are you asking for? And even as you're pleading with God for mercy, you know that you are at his mercy, no pun intended, because if truth be told, you deserve nothing less than the requisite punishment. Now let's go back to the text, because I'm sure you, like me, have got the message about mercy. The writer says that because of God's mercy, we are not consumed every morning. You know what he's talking about. We take a risk when we go to sleep at night, and some of us sleep for hours before waking up once. You cannot begin to imagine the horrible things that could happen to you while you are sleeping. You could have a stroke, you could have had a heart attack, some respiratory failure, and die in your sleep. Your house could be broken into and the robber shoots and kills you because he wasn't wearing a mask and you saw his face. Or there could be an electrical problem that resulted in the house being destroyed by fire. I'm not grossing you out, but the writer says that the reason none of these things happen to you is because of God's mercy towards you. He is not saying that these things don't happen. He's not saying that those things should not happen. He is simply saying that the very fact that you are engaging today in this message is not because you're healthy, it's not because your house has the best security system, it's not because you're a good person. The absolute truth is that it is because of God's mercy. After all, you are no better than the last person who suffered any of those tragical experiences and is, or is left without his family and his house is no more. You can finish that line. But God... This God that we serve, this God who is in control, control, chose to show you mercy. And you woke up this morning and you're here listening to this message. And why? Why is God merciful to you? Simply because he is merciful. He loves you. He is faithful because he is God. <laughs>